No, but what I was saying was I have a palpable sugar hangover. Yesterday, I went to Soho House to write with a friend, and she and I got our own breakfast sandwiches, thinking they'd just be, like, little petite. This thing was, like... I've never seen anything like it. It was the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had. It came with three, like, full-size, like, McDonald's hash brown triangles. I got that with iced coffee. Then we went to Sugar Goat. Mm-hmm. I got a, a pancake cupcake, a chocolate fry pie, and uh, some kind of nut caramel cookie. Great. And then for dinner, I had a whole thing of like Pad CU and, and like crab raccoons. Love a Pad CU. It was so good today, though. I'm like, holy shit, never again can we have three meals in one day. Well, I kind of get what, you're, what you experienced yesterday because I did come home yesterday and, um, I ate a whole bag of Kit Kats. I've really been hooked on Kit Kats. A whole bag? They're the unwrapped minis. But yes, a whole bag of Kit Kats. And they didn't have ginger ale, so I got Sprite. But yesterday, I, like, came out of my cocoon, and me and Nick went up to this nature preserve up Mm. north, and we went on this hike with the dogs. We were outside. We were by this lake. What's the nature preserve? I think it's called like Erickson. There's two Erickson Woods, but this was up in like Winnetka. Okay. So we just hiked throughout the day. Winnetka is a beautiful country. It's gorgeous it's a beautiful, up there. It's a beautiful a, nation. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love Winnetka. But it was so good. And the moment I he was like, do you want to go on this up here? And I Googled it. I was like, I need to get out of the city. I need to be in nature. Yeah. So we did that, and I came home, and I was awake for like an hour, and I passed out for three and a half hours. I woke up at 10.30. I had the most gorgeous nap, which again, I'm not a napper. This is like the second nap I've had in like the last year and a half. So it was magical, and I feel so good. But then I ate a bag of Twix after I woke up. I think the bag of mini Twix, if you cons- or um, yeah, Kit Kats, if you consolidated them, that probably equals to what, like three Kit Kat bars, probably. You know, they're little bites. They're bites. They're bites. Yeah. I'd have to look at the serving portion. Welcome back to another episode of Gay Agenda. I'm Alex. I'm Tanner. And happy Thursday. I So it caught in the, the tension that is like me being tired from all the sugar. And then also it's 70 one day. Then it's 50. Then it's 30. And then it's 40. And then it's 50. My body's like every morning I'm hacking up. I'm hacking. Like I'm filled with I'm filled with mucus. I'm happy to hear you say that because I thought I was the only one that was literally being like gutted, chronically being, ill. Yeah, well, not chronically ill, but I definitely feel like I'm expelling a lot of yeah winter out of my body, and I'm not. It's disgusting, yeah. and you know the most you know mammal thing I ever do, but right. And I don't it's happening. Yes, I don't get sick often. So, and I'm not I'm not sick. It's just. You wake up and it's like you're cl- you're clearing the pipes, like you're exactly. getting it all. And it's like Ugh. it's all like coming up. <sighs> We're ready for it. Well, speaking of sugar addictions, I did mm. see a TikTok the other day about um, way way back in the day in England, the Queen, when sugar started being um, traded globally, she had this addiction. She had this yeah. big sugar tooth. 
And um, that I guess all she would eat was sweets. And so she had the worst teeth. And so people yeah. would make their teeth look disgusting with like coal and dirt. Black out their teeth because it was trendy. Yes. And shitty teeth was like a status symbol at some point when sugar was finally making the rounds. Yeah. It's like akin to like when we were going through the grunge phase, like having greasy hair. It was, you know... Hilarious to see what we do when things are en vogue. Absolutely. Well, speaking of grunge, I saw the new Batman on Sunday. (gasps) I did too. Let's talk. It was really, really good. Very good. He made a great Batman, I will say. I love him. Yeah, I do too. The interviews he's been giving recently, he's been so personable and like funny and charming and Mm -hmm. just um, the exact opposite of what I remember him during Twilight Days. I think he's really, uh, Robert's really coming into his, uh, you know, his star, his rising yes. star. He's more in control of himself. Yeah. Zoe. Oh. Come on. I mean, it was the music, yeah. the tone, all of it. I love the way that um, he used Chicago, New York, and London mm-hmm. as sort of this Gotham. Like yeah. one minute he's, you know, racing around cobblestones, and then the next minute he's flying by Madison Square Garden, which they turned into Gotham Square Garden, yes. and then he's, like, zooming down the loop in Chicago. Three-hour movie. Yeah. We went at 10 so, p.m., which I didn't choose. Oh. I will not recommend for anybody, because I was, like, physically oh, trying yeah. to keep my eyes open. It goes quick, but it's a long movie. Yeah. I, I loved having the experience of in the theater, but I was like, you know, watching this would, at home would be great, only because... I had to get up and go to the bathroom and I liked the movie so much I didn't want to miss it but I was mm-hmm. like I, I need to pee yeah. so having the agency to pause a movie I think maybe yes. maybe wait for for that yeah um I also want to say uh, the rogue star I mean Colin Farrell was amazing um playing the penguin mm-hmm. hello but his what's the guy's name that's like his keeper like his butler his tech you know Batman's um, yeah Alfred Alfred that actor is so unbelievably... So he played Spiegel in Lord of the Rings. Yes, and he's done, like, Planet of the Eight 13 movies. going on 30. The vo- <laughs> like, 13 going on 30. Um, I saw a clip of him on TikTok, and he was... I, I think he's, like, narrating... Um, uh, I This could be totally wrong, but, like, the Lord of the Rings audiobooks Prequel. or oh, something. Okay. Um, and... He narrates, he does every single character, and there's like a hundred plus characters in this book, and he starts just like, just throwing out different, he is so, it's like flabbergasting how skilled he is. You're like, gotta have a crush. It's amazing. No, Andy is one of the greatest character actors, and the last Planet of the Apes movie, War for the Planet of the Apes, I think Mm -hmm. it's called, is one of the greatest war films Mm. As funny as it may sound, but there was a huge petition to have him be considered for best actor yeah. in award season because of his betrayal. But it because it's you know all yeah. done, but it's all his emotion. I think he like great. gets thrown into so many like fantasy or fantasy adjacent stuff because he is such a good character actor. But I'm mm-hmm. like, put him in like a prestige drama where he can like marrow the shit out of it, transform himself, you know, not into a goblin, but into you know. <laughs> Uh, human. Absolutely. I, I'm excited to see what happens with him. Um, I want to talk about you because I don't think we've chatted since mm. you went up and did the mic. I didn't I, get to see I it. The but, mic. But did we talk about it? No. No. We talked about like it coming up. Mm-hmm. But. Um. So if you've been listening to the 82 episodes before this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh just kept talking about what I wanted to do and that was stand-up and I think that was sort of one of the first pebbles towards 
getting closer to the mountain that I want to climb. And I finally stopped saying I wanted to do something, and I did it. And I hoofed the one block down to Laugh Factory, Mm -hmm. and fate um, was on my side, and I did perform stand-up at Laugh Factory, and I'm going to be performing again this next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, my blood is flowing again. It's weird. Yeah, And it's also very daunting. Because you, yeah. you do it once and you have all these grand um, feelings of like satisfaction. Like I've, I've crossed over that yeah. through that burden or that whatever. Um, but now it's like you got to keep doing it, which yeah. I want to. Yeah. But it's like I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky when... Um, on It's tricky when... This sounds uh, cunty, but mm. it's tricky when you're good at something. You yeah. know, like... Thank you. You're not... Uh, this isn't necessarily something that you're, I mean, of course you're trying to improve, but you're not really starting from like step one. You've, you've done it before, you know what you're doing. So it is kind of like the, am I doing this for fun? Am I making a career out of it? If I'm making a career out of it, what are the steps that need to be taken? Where else do I need to go? But I think that all kind of gets, you know, that gets hashed out. Yeah. It's a great city to do stand-up in. It's an incredible city to do stand-up in. I'm so grateful and thankful that I was able to kind of burst back onto mm-hmm. the stage at Laugh Factory of all places. Yeah. But I'm excited to kind of dig into Chicago and see what other stages and opportunities are out there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I feel great. And, you know, life tends to feel a lot shorter when mm-hmm. you finally start doing something that you actually yeah. want to do. And you have to kind of map out the time it's going to take to... Yeah really succeed but you know there's a lot of really good looking funny people out there so I'm excited to see you I'm gonna you. throw my name in the bucket again Absolutely. we did not get lucky I mean there was a lot but of people we there. tried yeah we tried yeah, we showed I, up. I was shocked and I, I'm fully aware that it's in part because it's the laugh factory it's mm-hmm. the biggest stand-up venue we have in Chicago yeah. um truly because most of the other comedy houses are like sketch and improv but um, there were a lot of people there. There was probably, there's at least 40 standing outside that night. Um, so yeah, I hope to get into the ringer too. Um, it was funny when I left you that night, there was like a part of me that was like about to Google like other open mics. I was just so ready to go on. Um, and then I realized I hadn't eaten dinner and I was like, well, why don't you should have said that? I would have gotten in the car with you. Yeah. I think it took like some invest. And also by that time it was like those, I did look those mics, a couple of them, I mean, started at like 10 or 11 and it was like, Oh yeah. You do have to really like mentally budget for, um, these, they aren't early. No. These open mics, they're not. No. Some of them go till midnight or later. Yeah. On a yeah. weekday. Yeah. Mm. I'm thrilled to see you. We'll Thank report you. back next week. Yes, we will. Yes, we mm. will. No, this does feel, uh, I mean, you know, personally, mm-hmm. like a, a time of, of creation. I do too. Yeah. Like, it's- I feel like there's a reason why I stepped up now. And I... I mean, I have so much imposter syndrome still rushing through my body, but at the same time, there's so many great people who have reached out and are so excited that I'm doing that again. And yeah, I think that's a good sign. But now yeah. I just have to keep doing the job. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it, it's not that it's anger and it's not, or that it's like, not me thinking ill of people who are doing it, but it's like, seeing contemporaries or you know people you know or people that you're like mm-hmm. adjacent to doing it and you're like i'm probably in a similar ballpark as you in terms of skill but then like you look and you're like well i'm not doing it and it's like why am i not doing it 
and I th- it was weird like even waiting with you outside I um I think like even a couple years ago I probably would have been like really anxious and nervous and I think it just comes with age where it's like you look around it's like oh everyone's just a sack of bones and we're mm-hmm. all everyone's scared and everyone's exactly. nervous and um I agree I have this new like I guess mentality like I have yeah. a lot less maybe fear or anxiety and I'm not worried about trying to be the person that I think they are going to find funny, but yeah. still be, being willing to adapt and evolve into the version of myself that's going to do the best. Yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. And we'll see. I mean, every time I would go to a Second City show or a stand up show and I wasn't there to mm-hmm. perform, I just was like, I don't even know if it was jealousy, but I was just like, I need to be mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Yeah. It's like, I should be up there. Yeah. Mm. And I think now, to your point, like, it's it's adrenaline. Like, it isn't fear. It's like, like I want to do this so bad, right. but I have so much energy in my body, yeah. and I don't want to confuse it for fear. Yeah. But I got to just ride that wave of adrenaline on it, stage. Yeah. It's like the ultimate goal is, like, I, I want to be in a place where I feel like I don't have to prove anything, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, you're not... No one's owed that in the beginning. You do. You do kind of, in a way, have to prove yeah. to yourself, to other people, you know, that... Even if you're not good, at least that you're committed and that mm-hmm. you're like you're around. Because yeah. I mean, think about the amount of people that go to those things one time and like, let's say they bomb and then never go back. And it's like, no, yeah, the Har- potential, baby. The potential. Harness it. <laughs> Harness it. I'd like to do an impression of something I saw on TikTok. Lisa, is that her name? Lisa said, "Well, you said fuck you, whore. You've slept with all of New York." You are a dumb, dumb bitch. And I can't remember what else Andy Cohen said. Own a home? No, because your husband changes job every five years with your fucking family that poses. Yes. (laughs) She's fucked half in New York. (sighs) Yeah, Lisa was really put to the fire in Salt Lake Reunion over her um, hot mic moment where Lisa says she was simply rambling to herself while she packed her bags. It's good TV. It's great TV. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean... That's the kind of stuff that makes the edit, I'll tell you. Absolutely. And they know it. And they she know knows it. they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. She knows they know. She knows. Yeah. Well, speaking of TikTok, I saw a really funny video the other day that said, um, what is a name now that is so unsavory or gross or hard that mm. would never be a child's name? We. I, I just want to interrupt and say we get the exact same FYP. We're on the same cycle. I have seen all of these TikToks. Correct. And I'm not trying to like, uh, I I don't think any joke is original. I think if you've had a joke, there's probably a thousand people that have the same joke. Yes. I I saw this though, and it's something that I've said for for years, since as long as I can remember, that the name gonorrhea (laughs) is the, or chlamydia, are are gorgeous names for... We've just been so conditioned to have such a... um, reaction to those names but yeah of course but those are interesting choices some commenters said malaria calorie insomnia calorie violence (laughs) um well i don't know about you but i am really actually excited for the new season of bridgerton which is coming out in the next couple weeks you're gonna have to take this over because i never even watched season oh my god well i just wanted to point out that um bridgerton if you haven't seen it by shonda rhimes on netflix um it's just this great period piece about falling in love and mm-hmm. the requirements of life and those benchmarks back mm. in those days that people felt 
not just obligated, but the you determined you, to live in yes, you know, die by. Yes. Um, but something that Shakespeare always did was he used modern music, contemporary music, mm-hmm. in very classic stories to keep his audience mm-hmm. in tune. Yes, yes, yes. And something that Bridgerton does is just that. Mm-hmm. So we had an incredible soundtrack last season, the first yeah. season with Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, you know, string quartet takes on those very popular songs. So for season two... And that's a Shonda show. That's right? a Shonda yeah. show, yeah. yeah. Um, so for season two, they've released some of the covers that we'll hear... And the artists included in season two are Nirvana, Madonna, Rihanna, Robin, Dancing on My Own, um, Alanis Morissette, Pink, Miley Cyrus, Kelvin Harris, and Harry Styles. So mm. you know I love a, I love a take. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun way to mix you know contemporary mm-hmm. with classic. Correct. I'll tell you that we see yes, it yes, in yes. the theater. We see it. I'm trying to think of what I am excited for. I Hannah Einbinder from Hacks just released some photos from season two. I'm very excited. Mm. Yes, that's gonna be a good one coming back. Um, Andy Cohen said on Watch What Happens Live over the last couple of days that the premiere of Beverly Hills Housewives the first episode is probably the best first episode of Beverly Hills he's seen in a long time mm. so we've got some great new housewives around the corner I, I don't mean to not be listening to you I just got a- activated and I need to, I this is actually really important um, oh not bad <laughs> activated for what we were talking about TV, and I realized that last night I missed the premiere of season 42 of Survivor. I almost mentioned you, because I was like... And I can't believe that I missed it. I almost watched it live on Paramount Plus, and then I fell asleep. I, so. It's fine. Like, luckily, that is sort of a rogue show that I'm not going to get spoilers from. Like, there's... The audience is big, but I don't think a lot of them are on TikTok. So I'm... Okay, sorry. Watch the show. Watch the Right. I will say I've gotten many of friends in a survivor. You got me in a survivor. And I um a lot of them now are just starting to like, you know, it's the next wave of survivor heads and I get texts all the time about seasons past. Yes. And... I never finished the last season, but I'm gonna watch this new one. Forty one. Yeah. Forty one was okay. I I think we were finding our footing again. Yeah, there was you know. a weird tone to it. Yeah, it was kind of like Ugh. But I, I've heard that 42 is is supposed to be very good. So mm. um, I'm going to watch that. Alex. Tanner. You know what time it is. I always do. It's time for quick fire questions. Quick fire. fire. <laughs> When's the last time you've been uncomfortably, unbearably hot? Mm. The hottest I've ever been? Um... Uh, apart from like visits to Orlando with my family when I was a child which I remember even now as a 30 year old were unbearable it was like the first couple weeks that I lived in Los Angeles and I didn't really understand the breadth and oppression of the Los Angeles heat and I went hiking Mm. Um, now I know it was hiking but at the time was not I thought it was like more of a nature walk. I didn't really realize how steep the inclines were. So I went to, I can't remember the Runyon hiking. Runyon, Runyon was right. Yes. Um, I went to Runyon in like jeans, like combat boots and like a long sleeve tee. On a mountain. Uh, on a, 
literal dirt mountain with no tree cover, not at the top. And I remember, I mean, the beginning of it is a vertical climb. So by the time you get up there, it starts to flatten out a bit, but then you are in the sun. And I, I thought I was going to die. Like I was like, I, we have to go back down. Um, was out was out for like a good day. Like I I was like I think I had like some sort of heat exhaustion. I'm sure. Terrible. So there is this dune climb in northern Michigan where you can just park your car and mm-hmm. you can climb up this big dune face and you can come right back down if you want. Okay. Or you can walk through the dunes all the way to Lake Michigan. But it's like the Sahara Desert. It's like a desert. So you don't realize you're far away from the lake. So you get started and you keep going up and you see the lake and then you go down. And we were barefoot. And we are walking oh through this God. sand. The, and Hot it took sand. us three hours. It no. was like, I, all due respect, I said this in the sand. I was like, this is probably what rehab feels like. Like, this... you are just, like, going through emotions. Did you have blisters on your feet? Blisters. <gasps> I mean, we brought Crocs because we were on a camping trip. But it's like this. It, yeah. It, it was. In, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That was the hottest I've ever been. That okay. was like 2008. That will make that it because that's horrible. It was, it was like an experience I've never Wanted to have or why Michigan has dunes? Oh, Michigan is a treasure chest. I understand the nature, like the Mm -hmm. like kind of mountainous areas and trees and shit. But dunes. The northwest side of Michigan is this huge dune face, mountainous. I mean, it literally feels like Northern California. Michigan was completely carved by an iceberg or a glacier. Okay. So in high school you go on this glacier tour and there's all these um, things that they've mapped out that yeah. are from like down the street in front of the community college is this massive boulder that was left by the glacier. So it's wow. like Michigan is so beautiful and it was just like it is carved out by this glacier. It's the Pacific Northwest of the Midwest. Correct. Huh. Yeah. Paradise. Pa- paradise. Summer paradise, truly. Almost paradise. Except if you're Paris Hilton, and, and if you watch Par- Paris in Love, yeah. he drags her up to Traverse City where Sleepy Bear Dunes is, I, and, and she, she was yeah. miserable. I remember seeing a clip of that. Yeah. Oh. The first summer you fell in love. Mm, oh, God. We're having very summery. I don't know. I mean, my favorite, like, core memory summer was 2007. I graduated from high school, mm. and we were just free as birds. Mm. I mean, we would, like, sneak into the drive-in and watch Transformers, and then we would, mm. you know, drive around and get hot. I mean, we were just living the life. It's like... Were you with a romantic partner? No. Or was just you were in love I was just yourself? loving life, yeah. Okay, good for you. Thank you, yeah. yeah. A summer-specific love? I think I've only really been in relationships in the fall that mm. seems to be the time that I stumble into them um yeah I'm actually realizing now that it is every it's it's been every other fall for a couple oh my god whoa okay breakthrough on podcast it has yeah. been every other year so by logic this coming fall I won't have a boyfriend but the fall after I will but what if you, with that awareness now, change it up? Because obviously that means that you're just hyper-independent and confident in the summer. And how can you funnel that into creating a bond that's going to carry you into fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get that. I mean, maybe I'm so insecure and desperate in the fall. That's no. what I... Um... I think that you're, you still have the residual of all that confidence and independence okay. from the summer. And you're like, okay, like, I've done me. Now yeah. I want to, like... Bring somebody else It's in. time to flip the script. Flip it. Huh. Become a top. Beca- 
Okay, last question. What's a taste that genuinely excites you? Mm, Kit Kat bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you do. I know you love it. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's so many, you know. I um wow, that's a great question. I love a Kit Kat. You know, I just um um, I'm using this word loosely, but I did just um, recover from my addiction to gummy bears. You did. So that used to really um, get my blood flowing. But yeah. yeah, I love a little chocolate. 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 Yeah. It seems like that is something. When I think of a food, a, a taste exciting me, it's not like, wow, that's amazing. It's like a- addictive. Like you don't stop eating it until yeah. you run out of said thing. There's something also about a great noodle. Like my mm. mouth will literally start salivating and I can like yeah. feel myself taking a bite. Yeah. Like there's just something about a pasta or a yeah. noodle that yeah. I just, ugh, I love. I-, I found now, which is interesting that like uh, the noodles that are, you know, traditionally in like Thai dishes, I mostly order Thai. Um I, I actually prefer to like Italian. I feel like Italian. You don't like that flat noodle. The a po- the pasta noodles are great, but those are like each bite is like a little meal in itself. It's it's almost too filling. Mm. Too much flour. Yeah. Too much flour. Um, Got to get an egg noodle. Yeah. Or I had, a, I think it was purple bowl with impossible beef and they do an incredible purple sweet potato noodle. Mm. Mm, so good. This is a really weird answer, and I would never eat this like out of the can on its own. But whenever, uh, typically, it, I mean, always is um, something sweet includes sweetened condensed milk. Mm-hmm. My mind goes fucking crazy. I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's the richness and like savoriness of the milk, but then <laughs> the sweet aspect. Of, like, I'll, I had it baked into a bar the other day, and I was like, "This is delicious." And I um. I had a cereal milk uh, ice cream that was sort of reminiscent of that sweetened condensed milk taste, mm-hmm. and it, again, I don't, I don't know what it is, and I think it's because I don't drink milk ever. Yeah. So when I give myself that opportunity, my body's like, okay, we're not getting this for another six months. <laughs> Revel in it. That ain't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all this was lovely. Yes, it was. Thank you for coming over. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a friend. Can't wait to catch up on how your set goes. My set goes at Laugh Factory Tuesday. Maybe my potential one. We'll see. Yes. The odds are in my favor. They should be. Um, we'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Bye. See ya.